You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. In today's episode, I would like to talk to you about your bone health and osteoporosis. So the bone is a large living organ inside our body. It's not this static structure that a lot of people believe. You have this picture of a skeleton, you're thinking Halloween, but the bone is actually constantly changing on a regular basis. So as you grow the length of your bones and the size of the bones, that growth occurs at the growth plates. You're about growth plates in children. But as we get older, your bone can change and adapt to stress, both in a good way and a bad way. So if you take uh, professional tennis players, for example, especially people that have a single-handed backhand, they're hitting the ball on a regular basis at extreme speeds with a lot of force. And you can actually see the bones in their dominant arm are actually bigger, larger, and denser than their opposite arm. So the bone can change. And the same thing can happen in a negative way. So if for some reason you have an injury and you stop walking on your legs, the bones in those legs will actually get weaker because there's no stress. So it's really, really important to maintain good bone health. Why? Because if you do not have good bone health and your bones weaken, and you develop osteoporosis, that can lead to a fracture, what we call a fragility fracture. And a fragility fracture is a big deal that you may have heard of somebody or you possibly yourself may have been admitted to a hospital and have had a hip fracture. And a lot of times people don't always associate hip fracture as being a bad thing. You know, if your friend or spouse was admitted to the hospital with a stroke or a heart attack, right away people are thinking, oh, this is a big deal, this is a bad thing, they may not make it. But a lot of people don't always associate a hip fracture or a fragility fracture with the same sort of risks. But those risks are there. There's actually, and data is always changing, but you know, a lot of data will show that if you get admitted to the hospital with a hip fracture, that 5% of those people will die in the hospital. And 25% of those people will have a major mortal event or death um, or, or other comorbidity in the year following that hip fracture surgery. So you get a 5% risk of death in the hospital and a 25% risk of some other major event or death in the year following the hip fracture. And this is just from a broken bone. So you have to understand that taking care of your bones is extremely important, and that begins early on in life. So how can we make our bones worse? Well, you can do things like having poor nutrition. So if you're not eating well, you can actually cause your bone density to decrease because you're not getting appropriate calcium and vitamin D. Increased alcohol uptake. Uh, If you're drinking a lot, that can actually lead to poor nutrition and that can affect your bone health. If you smoke, smokers, that can affect your bone health and not having any impact exercise all can affect your bone health. Now, the other thing is that women because of hormonal changes, are at greater risk. And depending on when you go through menopause, how many kids you have, when you have kids, if you have your ovaries removed, all of those hormonal changes 
can lead to osteoporosis and loss of bone density earlier on in life than in most men. But men are also at risk. So as all people get older, people are at risk of osteoporosis. The downside is that for most women, that process of bone loss can start earlier. So it's really, really important to take good care of your bones. So what I would like to do now is explain to you analogy that, and I think this analogy really helps kind of make sense as to how you personally can affect your bone health. And, you know, unfortunately, again, this has to start early on in life. So think of your skeleton as a bank, but instead of storing money in your bank, you store calcium. So if you start putting in calcium, later on in life. So let's say you start investing for retirement in your 60s. It's too late. You know, you're not going to be able to start putting calcium into the bone to build up your bone strength at that point in your life. Just like if you start investing a year or two before retirement, you're not really going to get very far. So you have to start investing early. So that's appropriate nutrition at an early age. That's not smoking. That's making sure that you have an impact exercise program. So all of those things can lead to more calcium in the bones and better bone health for the rest of your life. So if you start investing money when you're young, you will do the right things. When you're older, you have money for retirement or you have bone in the bank that slows down the risk of bone loss and decreases the chance of osteoporosis and fractures. But how do you get the calcium in there? Well, you need vitamin D. So think of vitamin D as like the old-fashioned deposit slip that you'd have to go to the teller and fill out. So if you don't have vitamin D, it's really hard for your body to absorb calcium. So most people get enough calcium in their diet. It's just that if their vitamin D levels are low, you can't absorb that calcium. So that's really the goal early on is making sure that not only do you not smoke and that you're exercising and you eat well, but that your vitamin D is appropriate. And that's interesting because, you know, more and more now people have talked about vitamin D being this precursor if it's low for lots of other diseases. And even in Southern California, we actually assume that, you know, most people because of sun um, would have appropriate vitamin D levels. So we did a study looking at patients for a whole year that were undergoing routine hip and knee replacement and checked them all for vitamin D. And almost half of these people had low vitamin D levels. So it was interesting that even in Southern California, where most people are healthy and in the sun, vitamin D levels were still low in half of these healthy individuals. So it's important to make sure that as part of your workup when you see your primary, that you discuss vitamin D. You know, people are concerned about you know, their, their cholesterol and they're always aware of their LDLs and HDLs, but you should always be aware of your vitamin D because depending on what your level is, you might if you're good, keep doing what you're doing. If you're a little low or on the bottom end of normal, you may just take an over-the-counter supplement. But if it's really low, sometimes those patients need high-dose prescription-strength vitamin D to get your vitamin D levels up. Because once your vitamin D levels are up, your body then can absorb the calcium. And once you can absorb the calcium, then your body can store it in the bones. And if your bones were deficient and now you're getting calcium and you're doing exercise, you might actually be able to strengthen your bones before you develop osteoporosis and before you develop a fracture. Because once that fracture occurs, again, your risk goes up. And the, the last thing that we ever wanna see is somebody have a fracture, a fragility fracture, which would be a fracture of this osteoporotic bone from a minor trauma, such as like a fall from a standing height. And that can be a wrist fracture, can be a spine fracture, a hip fracture, an ankle fracture. You know, Some of these don't make it to the hospital because they don't need surgery, 
but it's still a fragility fracture. So when that happens, you want to make sure that if you haven't already been checked for vitamin D and with a bone density test called a DEXA scan to determine what your bone density is and then determine what the best treatment option for you is, the last thing that we want to see is someone have two fragility fractures within one year and not be evaluated, tested, worked up, and treated appropriately. So it's really, really important that try to prevent it before it occurs. So if you haven't already in the recent past, you know, talk to your primary, you know, see, are you due for, or have you had a recent bone density test or DEXA scan? You know, do you have osteoporosis or osteopenia, which is that sort of halfway in between, not osteoporosis, severely weak bone, and not normal bone, osteopenia. Um, And then also, what is your vitamin D level? Is it low? Do you need a supplement over the counter? Do you need a prescription strength supplement? And then also, are you getting the appropriate exercise? So based on your overall general health, your balance, your heart disease, things like that, what types of exercise can you do to strengthen your bones? And then lastly, after all of that stuff, you'll have to make the determination with your doctor as to whether or not after exercise, appropriate nutrition, you know, and appropriate testing, is there some other role for one of the other specialized osteoporosis medications for you? You know, because each of those medications comes with risks. So you always have to weigh the risks of that medicine. Also with the risks of not treating it, having osteoporosis and having a fracture and some other major event. So just a little bit of information for you about your health. So this is discussing your bone health. You know, vitamin D is really, really important. So you want to check that and make sure that you're aware of what your vitamin D levels are going forward. If you're low, make sure you talk to your doctor about what would be the appropriate dose for you to supplement. You know, can you get that over the counter or do you need a prescription? You know, making sure that under their guidance that you're involved in the appropriate exercise program and that within the right intervals that you get appropriate screening, such as a bone density test or DEXA scan, so that you know where you stand on that scale of normal bone, osteopenic bone, or osteoporotic bone. And the goal, therefore, in the future is to make your bones as strong as possible so if you fall, that it decreases the chance of you developing a fragility fracture. So I hope you've found this information helpful. I will, in the uh, notes, list the National Osteoporosis Foundation and some other links that you can access for additional information on these topics If you found this information helpful and you know someone that would also benefit from this information, please pass this episode link on to them. And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you're going to be aware of when future uh, episodes are out and available. Thanks again for listening. Uh, This is the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm Adam Rosen.
Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.